Hey, AGs, are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic nonstick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% not your bitch. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) That's okay. I just realized now that I didn't come up with a new one, so I'm going to have to recycle my old one. Um, I love that. And my old one was like, um, I may write about culture, but I know how to read a bitch. Yes. Was. That was my own. We'll take it. We're we're gonna take it. Listen, at this point, it's I've done well over two hundred taglines, and you know I cannot imagine that I haven't yeah. uh, done one a second time at at some point. There's only so much capacity in yeah. our brains, you know, as women. They're smaller. That's what we keep being told. We can't make our own decisions because they're teeny tiny. Oh, no. And so sometimes taglines have to be duplicated. That's just the world sometimes. that we live in. I know. Maybe I could have done a brown-eyed monster or brown-eyed bandit oh. version or something. Okay. I was trying to think of a Dr. Wendy-themed one. Oh. Um, yeah, but no, listen. We're, have you Have you been in the world in the last few weeks? the last year Um, I have not I don't know if you okay so let me just like real quick recap it's bad so it's very hard for me to think of of taglines right now but thank you (laughs) oh my god well on that note you guys (laughs) it's Andy's girls an episode that's going to be all about the good of a certain franchise I'm pretty sure and I'm so excited to have back on the pod 
One of my pa- favorite people, a quote unquote writer girl, shout out Carol, who <laughs> whose work I love, um, who's working on a lot of exciting projects, guys. If you're not following her on social, you know her as screenwriter, producer, and senior culture writer at Vice. Welcome back to the People's People's Couch, Alex Zaragoza. Hello. I'm The People's People's Couch is actually my bed right now. For yes, on my same. end, but it's good. Thank love. you so much. I always love coming and chatting with you and hanging out. Oh, my God. I love it, too. We did a little offline pregame where we were just, you know, talking life, talking housewives, talking Bravo. I you feel know. very, I feel warmed up. I feel revved up. Oh, yeah. <sighs> it's good. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. Yeah, I did all my Mariah Carey vocal exercises. Mm. Hot, oh, thank God. hot tea with lemon. Then oh my God! Actually, what actually that equates to in my life is that I have like a hydro flask of water and a can of Coca Cola mm. next to me. So that's basically Oof. I'm basically the Mariah Carey of um, gargling Coca Cola. <laughs> oh my God! And I love that journey for you. you. I think that's thank really you. fun and exciting. Also, yeah. you are wearing a pair of. Warby Parker frames that I love that I bought because you look so amazing in them. They did not work on New York for anybody who's interested. I can't rock a rose gold glasses. They had, I like how I tried to make it singular. I know they they did have regular gold. I just found that the rose gold worked on my skin tone, but mm. but I feel like it would look cute with your face shape and stuff. I'm surprised didn't it, you didn't like it. It didn't work out. And, you know, the people at this is like a um, Warby, put some ads on AG, OK, because we love you anyway. But yeah. um, <laughs> when I go in there, I very much rely on their opinions and they're, they are always super honest, which I really, really appreciate. Mm-hmm. And they both they and I, we were just like, no, this is not it for you, sweetie. Like, this is not the look. But I'm trying out the Simon. Not that I need any more glasses. I'm trying out the Simon I and I love it. I'm not actually wearing them right now, but the ones you're wearing right um, now are cute. Thank you. I think these are the Ezra and I die for them. Guys, I hope you're enjoying this just glasses fashion show. Yeah. Where you can't actually see what we're talking about, but you can vibe anyway. And that is what's most important. Um, listen, I just have to say this epi- this week of Bravo content, just Ooh. honestly specific to Beverly Hills, was iconic and psychotic and just there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. But. I do want to ask you a question. Go on. Because I have been hearing this from people curious about how I'm going to react to this week's episode on the, you know, episode that we're recording right now about how I'm going to react to the most recent Beverly Hills. And I have heard a term that I think is really interesting, which is the term objective. Mm. Are you going to be objective on this episode? And I have a question I want to pose the question to you do you think that objectivity is the goal when writing about housewives which you've done on vice when talking about it on ag and elsewhere where do you put objectivity on the sort of content creator writer or just bravo world spectrum yeah and I mean obviously as like a journalist that's a thing that we have like in your foundational training of journalism, it's like objectivity, objectivity, like we're fucking 
out here, you know, doing the water boot scandal or whatever. It's like, okay, sure. Obviously, there's a level of that that's always going to be important, especially depending on the types mm-hmm. of reporting you do. As a culture critic, a culture critic is a critic. You know, it's right there in the name, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I, whenever I, I watch, you know, any Real Housewives episode of any franchise, I'm not coming into it like, oh, we must remain very objective. No, I'm coming into it with clear opinion. I'm here. I'm watching it. I'm I'm absorbing what's going on, and I'm dis- I'm dissecting that. I'm analyzing it, and I'm giving my opinion. My opinion is not going to be objective necessarily, because there's there's definitely going to be people who side I'm on. There's people in arguments that there. This is reality TV. You're going to side with somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And in general, as a woman of color, like objectivity doesn't exist in newsrooms really when newsrooms are primarily white. Like on a larger scale, like there's, there's, you could Google like the falsehood of the objective newsroom. When you are one of the very few people of color in a newsroom, you will see what gets covered, how it gets covered, headlines they use. They'll try to come at you with like, oh, the algorithms say, you know, even like the image we use, like don't like use white people because black and brown people don't click well. Is that objective? Because it certainly doesn't sound objective to me. It sounds like very, very clear what like that that is not objective very clearly you know racist very clearly sexist these are these are the realities of working in a newsroom especially in the digital age and digital media and whatnot um but when it comes to a show like real housewives we're not approaching if we're doing reporting if we're doing like the la times piece that was so way too long for Kyle to read. Like, wow, <laughs> drag me, Kyle. This is literally my job is to write things that nobody wants to get all the way through. And hopefully they get 35 <laughs> seconds through to the fucking piece. But um, when you're doing a piece like that, obviously, there's, you have to, you're, you're doing clear cut reporting. When you're coming in and doing a piece of cultural criticism, no. However, you still need to be fair. And there's sometimes people or sometimes there's mm-hmm. coverage of these shows when it's like there's a clear relationship or a clear bias there. Like, um, and and we can't do that. Um, I will say, I, I mean, I'm not friends when it, with any of the Real Housewives. Personally, I'm not. I wish I was on a yacht hanging out and having drinks. I wish I, I wish I was getting like I was, you know, helping Melissa Gorga fit into some sort of outfit that has like a bunch of like holes on the sides or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> like whoever but um you know I I I've interviewed I profiled Ebony Ebony K. Williams who mm. I I've loved her time on the show in speaking to her I was like what a dope person I think she's just so incredible and I I like listened to whatever she was saying with the the way she was answering questions and I felt empowered I was just like man I feel mm. better after this I'm gonna go and demand a raise after this fucking interview right but um but even then like I could rally and support someone think they're really great but if she messes up on the tv if she messes up on an episode if she does something that's wrong like it's my job to like point, it's my job to discuss that I don't care about, mm. I don't care what the relationship is because that's not my, my job isn't to be a friend. My job that I get paid for is to like watch the show and to unpack it and to do that fairly. And more so than that, I mean, 
or on top of that, like even in my friendships and my relationships with my partner, with my family, whoever, like, I love you. I will fight. I will murder for you. I will do whatever I can for you. But if you messed up, you messed up. And I'm going to tell you. And that doesn't mean I don't support you. It doesn't mean I don't love you. But if you're wrong, you're wrong. And I think that that's something that has to be carried out in this work. So objectivity, um, it's it's not so cut and dry. It's not so black and white. But um, there is like, it's an important thing to keep in mind while also more importantly, holding people accountable. You, holding people accountable and calling them out is like what's important here. And I think it's so much about I, I totally hear and agree with everything that you're saying. And I think objectivity is not the goal to me of the podcast world when it comes to Bravo and many other areas of discussion. I'm not interested in not having an opinion. I'm actually very communicative mm-hmm. about what my opinion is. You may disagree with it, which I have no problem with, but I'm also not trying to convince someone to believe the thing that I am saying right. is true or, you know, in necessarily their favor. It is entirely possible and to me a very good thing to have two people watching a housewife show having diametrically opposing opinions about what happened and I think that's I think that's good I'm not trying to convince anyone and I'm not um easily swayed by the idea that I can only share what is happening on screen because as as you're saying about you know the idea of newsrooms my experiences as a human person will shape the ways that I am reacting and taking in mm-hmm. what I'm watching on housewives there are certain housewives who are a trigger to me oh, because yeah. there are certain like behaviors that I because of my past experience I'm like oh that reminds me a lot of or like house husbands or whatever like that guy reminds me a lot of somebody that I dated or like wanted to date and it didn't work out so I hate him <laughs> or like this person is like I feel a connection the Shannon Bedouin is my problematic um, pal because I connect in many ways with some not ideal characteristics that she has that I see in myself. Like we are, when we watch Housewives, we're reflecting our own experiences as people on how we're viewing things. And there's no better expression of that to me than what is happening on Beverly Hills. Because I am watching people who say this to me, to other content creators or into the universe, like you need to punish this person that you are watching on. They need to be held accountable when it comes to essentially the Erica and any of the areas surrounding it. And that is a perspective I appreciate. It's one in some ways that I share, but it also isn't the point of this. I am not a judge. I am not um, Ronald Richards. I am not in any way in any position to truly hold her accountable. And that's actually also not the point of what we talk about on AG, which is like how to react to this person's behavior. And as you said, do it in a way that is fair, which is translated in my head as interesting. I don't only have people on the pod who that would be a nightmare if for me as a person who finds myself pretty curious and pretty empathetic I don't want to talk to people who 
believe how I do because I don't think that's interesting conversation. Right. And I mean, granted, there's like things where it's like, there's people I don't want to talk to who I know have differing opinions because it's like, Mm -hmm. for my own peace, I'm not going to, I'm not out here trying to hold a productive discourse with uh, MAGA anti-abortion after uh, Kelly doll like listen that's not worth my time but when we we I have friends that watched um Ebony that have watched Portia that have seen Dr. Wendy and we have differing opinions so then Mm -hmm. it's a discussion and I think Mm -hmm. as content creators as people that cover um Real Housewives any of the Bravo shows myself as a journalist however you're covering it if you're covering it in a professional manner in some ways you have to ask yourself, am I saying this thing like because I want them to like me? If you're concerned mm-hmm. about Erica, the subject, the the subject actual, yeah, yeah, yeah. Erica, Ebony, who, uh, you know, Portia, when, whoever it is, if your concern is that you want them to be your friend and so you want them to like you and you're going to say things, whatever it is, so they like you, then you're, you're not doing this for the reasons you think you're doing this. You know, you're, you're, you're doing things differently. That's not to me like a culture critic. You're out to make your friends. That's fine. Dude, by all means, do that. Get, get that check, get whatever it is, do that. And that's fine. But like, I, like my job, if anything, very much discourages me from making these people my friends Mm. because my job is to watch this and to unpack it, to dissect it, to like give a larger critical and cultural perspective that these entertainers do not have because this is their job is to be on my, on my, you know, TV pissing in a corn maze or on on a poor Jewish Mm -hmm. woman's like driveway or that's their job. Mm. And when they, when they're good and articulate the, the greater social consciousness or the greater, you know, perspective, that's amazing. But we know not to fully expect that, right? That's where we come in to have these conversations. But if your whole purpose of having these conversations is to really just like make someone look good, then okay, then that's fine. That's why Us Weekly exists. That's why all these other publications exist where they're like, oh, you know, Sean Mendes walked the red carpet at the, <laughs> you know, Hotel One Tequila whatever <laughs> release party. That's fine, but that's that's there's a very clear difference between that and like a culture critic at the you know uh, the Atlantic at New York Times at Vice at Vulture at the Cut et cetera et cetera. Totally, and, and there's you to do, me nothing wrong. Yeah, and to me, there's nothing wrong with like being friends with or wanting to be develop personal relationships with housewives. It's just something that you, as a person who isn't that person, like if you are. Um, accessing that content of that person it's just the knowledge that there is a relationship here and that can skew the perspective of what we're hearing or reading or anything else and it's important to keep in mind because a person might be reading that and feeling like that's pretty unfair and you can make that argument but the benefit Mm -hmm of being in this world where there's a bajillion different podcasts, a bajillion different written pieces, um, whatever, TV, yada, yada, that there you have the choice to decide what kind of content you're interested in enjoying. It is also the reality that when it comes to being objective, 
which is a different conversation to me than personal relationships. Yeah. It, it uh, objectivity is in the eye of the beholder. I think, as you said so beautifully, like I, I do think it, the idea of being fair is something I think it is also though, the idea for many Bravo fans, the idea of feeling heard, which we all want and Mm -hmm. when we watch this Erica stuff it is a wild experience especially with this week's episode which I just rewatched and I feel like a lot of feelings about it there's a lot to unpack it was a very intense episode but I do have that sense when I'm like reading things or hearing things or, or whatever it is talking to people about it I do want to feel heard which I think is a perspective that a lot of people feel, especially because of Erica's situation. Yeah, and the thing is, you may not agree, but it's like, it's very clear when somebody's watching something and they're, and um, they're skewing the perspective to, or they're not, maybe not purposely, but they're just like, like, are we watching the same episode? Because yeah. this, this is wild. Like, I, you, you can't tell me that I'll say, you know, as an example, Potomac, right? When um, someone will be like, oh, well, like with the stuff with Wendy and her clothes and her body and that, it's just like, yeah, like there's an obvious conversation there, but it's like, but we all know this is a season two thing. She's trying, like, she's she's changed her her personality on TV because she knows what it takes to be a quote-unquote housewife she's behaving like what she thinks is the kind of housewife that that Mm -hmm. gets her fans and that keeps her on the show and so if someone just was like I don't know what you're talking about this and that you're just like are we watching the same show like we we are we have the benefit of being able to break the fourth wall of being Mm -hmm. able to look at it from 50 feet 50,000 feet up in the air and so when somebody when people that are hardcore Erica stands or whatever, and they refuse to see reason or they refuse to see logic, that's when it's just like, are we watching the same? Like you could ride forever and be like, Hey, I, 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 I think there's maybe some inconsistency. Sure. But you know what? I ride for anyway. Fair enough. But when you try to like, when people are just like, no, absolutely. I, I didn't see that. I, that's not how I interpreted it. You're just like, are we what, what, are we in the same are we watching the same thing that's when sometimes it's like a little it's a little much but but it's also like to a certain extent I guess it's not like the the argument is like it's not that deep it's real housewives but you know we look to our culture critics we look to our content creators we look to the like people who have these platforms to help um synthesize what we just watched because sometimes we watch it and we can't quite were like word or articulate what we're seeing and why we find a problem with it and so it's our job to like synthesize that and to maybe articulate the things that other viewers may be feeling whether they agree or not um so when I feel like when you don't do when you almost when you're not quite doing that for some other benefit that's when it Mm -hmm. creates distrust and um, again, it's maybe it's not that deep. Maybe it's, hey, it's not the Washington Post, it's not the New York Times. It's not. We're not out here, like you know. Uh, but yeah, still, I, I don't, it's important to me. I don't, right? I don't buy the argument that it's not that deep. I think it's incredibly deep, and I also think the stakes this season are fucking insane. Like oh, this yeah. is what we are watching happen is 
being discussed in the New York Times, the Washington Post, the LA Times, every major media mm-hmm. outlet, TV, streaming, whatever, blogs, pieces online, yeah. everyone is talking about this. They are actually, I think, in some ways trying to catch up. And mm-hmm. so while this is in some ways the exception to the rule with like this level of fraud, it also does appear to be the world that we're driving to, like, Jen Shaw is not necessarily an aberration. She might be the next generation of the kind of person that comes on reality TV and figuring out who the fuck they are once they're like, you know, served with papers. And I have to agree in that, like, I mean, who we I've heard this in my entire career covering reality TV and also just watching reality TV. Mm -hmm. It's not that serious. It's not that deep. It doesn't really matter. It's it's not a big deal. It's like some trash TV show. It has it bears no impact. We know that that's not true. We we know that like these are people that have a platform that actually sway opinion that has like whether you like it or not. Kelly Dodd has a a fan base and an impact mm-hmm. on those people. And those people are affecting their communities in a very real way. Same could be said basically about that. Like Jen, giving Jen Shaw a platform like that. I mean, I haven't seen season two uh, or I don't know if it's, it hasn't started yet. Or I think, I don't think, but, um, but, but like, those are questions to ask in terms of like, what's the moral imperative. Right. But to dismiss real housewives is like, it doesn't matter oh, it doesn't matter. It's maybe it's like covering it doesn't matter because it's not the new, it's not like whatever. It's not that important. It's not the, the war. It's not Afghanistan. It's not like we can agree that all those other things are extremely important and need coverage and, and, and all of that. But these are actually also important spaces. Do I think like what a real housewife does, like will change the world? Perhaps not, but it affects very real it very much really affects communities. It it really much, it really very much so, it's Friday, sorry. <laughs> it, <it's, laughs> yeah, uh, I was daydreaming too. Anyway, I, um, no, but it does, it impacts the way people believe. It, it, it impacts what people believe. And when with Erica, we're not talking about like, uh, you know, whatever janky little shoe line, joggers, you know, spring, summer, fall, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're not talking like nonsense, like the absurd side of it. We're talking about real victims, real victims that were robbed, that were defrauded of money, that people that are already struggling, that have been through hell, that have been, that have been through the, the scariest, most awful things that the world can can hand them whether it's like you know surviving an explosion that literally destroyed your body whether it's losing your family in a plane crash whether it's a whole uh, a doctor horrifically doing something to you in the process of like supposedly healing you and then for somebody to like come and profit off that and for her to allegedly let's throw that allegedly out there in some way have profited that like that's real shit that is very real. That's like lives have been affected. This person gets to be a millionaire with three airplanes or whatever and a whole glam squad and all this stuff on these people's dimes. That's real. That is real. 
And if she is doing that, if you are watching her go to Glam and get Glam that she put on her Amex and got paid by funds coming from his directly from his law firm, allegedly, and there are receipts available. If you are watching her use that money, money from his law firm, and we don't know how clean that money is, to pay for glam, to pay for outfits and moments and things that are happening on TV, I think it is incredibly disingenuous Mm -hmm. to say that her co-stars don't have a vested interest in finding out if they were indirectly participating in uh, a mirage that whose basis was embezzling tens up over a potentially over a hundred million dollars from people desperate for support who were taken advantage of by this single seemingly the the single most responsible figurehead in their life the person who was legally responsible for advocating for them in a court of law who won Mm -hmm. money on their behalf that they owned who stole it from them and that money went somewhere as Sutton said it wasn't like buried in a fucking ditch somewhere they spent it and for us to have these kinds of conversations and not engage with the reality of how Erica may have spent this money to me I I do not care if she knew the question of if she knew, I think it's not to use this word again, but why not happy Friday? I think it's slightly disingenuous to focus as an outsider, not to say anything of what her co-stars are reacting to, to say the question is, did she know? Did she know? Because I would be like, knowing is a gray area. I don't even know what you mean when you say, did she know? More important to me and more realistic is, did she benefit from his crimes? The Panther ring, the Chagall that was more him buying a gift mm-hmm. for himself, the private jets, the teams, the forty to $50,000 a month in glam, the paying people really well, the music videos or whatever else. When it comes to her, the reactions of her co-stars, contemporaries, filmed friends on camera, it doesn't feel like to me anyone is interested in having that conversation because I think most of them know what the answer would be. And right. that is the conflict of being an outsider to this because I genuinely think that they all know they're choosing to disregard the most important part to me, which is taking out if she's a liar, whatever else, which we'll get to, which I think is a really emotionally manipulative mm. conversation to have. But did she benefit? We're not, I, I don't see her reckoning. I see her attempting to wear shit online with the life that she led us to believe that she lived, which may be accurate. It may be real, but that was paid for with money that wasn't hers or Tom's. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we need to acknowledge that she's trying to keep up with the Joneses. But she can't because she's a fucking Girardi. And I don't see a lot of people wanting to examine that. And that is really frustrating. Yeah. And I, I agree and disagree with you on some parts. And oh, that, love that. Love yeah. That. And like, to me, it, it, it is important that she, if, to know if she knew. And, and here's, no, I and just don't think it's, I don't think we'll ever know. But yeah, continue. We'll, we'll on, never on, quite, on. We, because this is the thing. She'll lie to, like, even if she did. She'll lie to the grave. She'll take that to the grave because it yeah, does not benefit tell people. Right. It, yeah. The, the, the thing is we need to find the proof that she can't deny that she knew. 
that's 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 the thing and the fact is this like i might be if if i get every month in my bank account five thousand dollars that my partner is like hey i deposited five thousand dollars in your account and uh every month i'm going to do that and i'm like amazing where does that money come from oh don't worry about it but i got you boo cool maybe i'll buy this i buy my sneakers i buy my a new t i buy whatever the fuck i want i buy another <laughs> misfits beyonce t-shirt as i'm wearing right now yes um, like, and I may not know where that money came from, but I surely spent it and I've benefited from having that money. Maybe I didn't know, but if there's any indication that she was aware that this money was, was being given to her from very, like, not even nefarious, this is like plain evil, stealing from victims of all sorts. And if you knew in any way that this money was coming in some shady way, whatever, even if you didn't know every detail, even if you didn't know whatever, but if you knew that is a huge like question over who you're like, to me, you aren't a bad person. And I've told this to my close friends where I'm like, I, my best friends, my best friends are like, I ride for them forever. I would die for, I would do anything for them. Anybody says anything that whatever, I'm always going to have their back. But if I found out they were doing something like that, I'd be, I'd question everything. I would, I would be like, wow, my friend that I thought was a good person is actually a really evil person because if they were taking money and spending money and flaunting money, um, that was, that was meant to go to a, a plane crash victim and they knew even an inkling that that money wasn't supposed to be there. I, I know. I don't fuck with you anymore. Guess what? Straight basura. Like you're you're done. You're done to me. I don't want to be your friend. I mean, at the absolute very least, wondering to yourself, wow, it turns out the reality that I was presented with that I thought I was even inside of to some extent was a lie, was a ruse, was was the foundation was laid with millions of dollars of stolen funds. To ask the question, wow, I wonder, this is all a surprise to me. I kind of want to find out more is like a basic human instinct. It's so basic. It's so basic. What Sutton is doing and what Garcelle is doing is actually probably the most generous thing that anybody in that fucking cast has done, which is to, to be honest and say, I am trying to reckon with this enormous fraud. I have some follow-ups. It could actually give her, I know it doesn't feel like that, but it could give her the opportunity to answer questions that literally even the, the Bravo community, but also millions of other people who now know about this want to know. I get the legal implications of not wanting to answer it, but to weaponize a person's guttural shock about finding out about Tom Girardi is actually insane to me. What their behavior at that dinner table was fucking insane. It was nuts. Absolutely insane. How do you think like any one of my friends, a family member, whoever, if I start hearing this shit, I have questions. Because absolutely, it's not even a matter of like, oh, you're this small town, like you're mad about your reputation. I am actually, yes, I do. I really work hard. I don't actually 
actually work that hard. I'm just a good person, I like to think. I like, I carry myself and conduct myself in a very, in a way that I feel is reflective of my values. My values include not stealing money from fucking plane crash victims. That's like very basic, you know what I mean? And it's like, if my friend was doing this or in some way had anything to do with this, absolutely that reflects, that reflects on my character. I would never condone this. I would never do this. I don't want people in my life that would do this. It's the same as how people could have had to cut out hardcore Trump supporters from their life, hardcore racists from their lives, hardcore like anti-abortion, anti-vax. Like people have had to make these decisions because it's like these are not people I can have in my life, no matter how much I've time I've spent with them, whatever, I can't have this in my life because these are bad people and I want good people in my life, as hard as that may be. I do want to cut in and say that everybody's value system is different. So I don't want to say that one person saying a Trump supporter or someone who is anti-abortion, I don't want to, I don't want to go down that path because I do think that it's, our value systems are all different regardless of right, how much I, I mean, vehemently disagree with someone else's choices and how that might affect me myself as like a human woman person in this world, my life. Like you can make that argument that when a value system impedes another person's freedom, body, whatever else, then it becomes a real issue. Sure. And but it goes both I, ways. If somebody right, is like, of course it somebody does. is like, I, I, I'm certain people have cut me out of their life because I'm this like big lefty uh, like oh I, God, yeah, every day, you know, like, yeah, I just don't stand for this shit and they don't want to fuck with me because of it. And, and we don't agree. And, but you make those choices to your point, like the value system, you make choices based on that. To me, it's like a very clear, like when it like Sutton worded it, maybe not so great, but if she was just like, it's a, it's a matter of value systems. If you're saying that you don't, you know, that this is wrong but you're making it all about you and how you are suffering. You're saying, yeah, this is wrong, but you're not allowed to ask me questions. You have to blindly like show loyalty to me. Yeah. And it's like all those things. It's like, you don't get it. It's not about what people will say. Sure. Part of it. These are actually, yeah, for them, it is part of it because these are people on a a very large, with a very large platform. They're going to get inundated with messages and comments, et cetera. But it's also in at your core, it's like, I don't, I don't want to be associated with somebody who would do a thing like this. Well, this, that's the next step. That's all it's it is. The, sub, the subversion of the idea of a value system is laughable to me. Mm-hmm. That fucking dinner where these women are talking about trying to shame Sutton for not having name recognition, which is different from a reputation. And the woman at the table's husband has allegedly stolen $101 million. You know what I would think if I was Sutton watching that? Duh, because I'm not, you might not know me because I'm not putting on a show. When you talk about famous people and we talk, you know, a lot of people knew here. I'm not even going to get into. No, I am going to get into the comparison. (laughs) When you talk about like Harvey Weinstein, he was a very successful, very famous, very rich guy. He was also a sociopath. So if we're going to get into a position of talking about, I'm very upset about this. I'm so sorry. I'm like just coming off of my period two TMI. I don't even know where the hormones are coming from, but we're just going to make it up as we go along. If we're going to talk about shaming Sutton because you didn't know who she was we should be thanking her for that because she was a person living her life which didn't involve 
directly harming people. So the idea that Erica didn't know who she was at her country club, truly, I mean this sincerely, shut the fuck up because we know all about you. And guess what? None of it right now is good. And it's driving me fucking insane. And I do just want to like sidebar. It's I will I will this is going to be the end of me. No, this episode of Andy's Girls is like the series finale. I do want to address one thing, which I've heard from several people about, which is Crystal at the actual dinner itself, bringing up the idea of Me Too and uh, uh, sort of comparing what Tom is going through and uh, Erica not being associated with it and saying, you know, there are people who have also worked with people who were affected by Me Too, who have been accused of things, and that didn't harm my husband's job because he wasn't connected to it or something along those lines, and I'm sorry if I'm fucking this up. And I watched that, and I know people were really upset about it. I wasn't angry about it. I just thought, why aren't we taking this to the next generation? If you're going to talk about Me Too, I think about Harvey Weinstein, and I think about Georgina Chapman. If we're going to talk about people who were directly connected with somebody who was accused of really bad shit, I'm not saying these people bear guilt, but I am saying Ruth Madoff was ostracized by society in New York and family and friends, most of whom were defrauded by her husband's illegal behavior. It does not matter in that context whether or not she knew, even though obviously that's the number one question and I'm like doing a disservice by removing it because I know that that is, of course, an important question. It What matters is her husband was a piece of shit who stole money bajillions of dollars including from the fucking Shoah Foundation okay he stole money from people trying to memorialize victims of the Holocaust so when we talk about like the me too aspect of it I think the next generation which is Erica doesn't require protection to the extent of directly harming other people she does not get just because she is upset does not mean that she deserves or has the right to directly harm others and if we were going off of the fact that she was married for 20 years to a bad person a bad guy a criminal and we are so terrified because she's flipping out on people that we're going to stay quiet and Sutton is the one who's in trouble at that dinner, there's a real problem there. There is a real problem. Yeah. And here's the thing, like, uh, I think the thing is that um, if she really had no idea, if this was all happening and she had no idea, I would feel, I would, I would be like, that's awful. That's awful. But the thing is, like, based on what I, like, all the sort of like the stories, the inconsistencies, her behavior, the way she talks about this, the way she spins it. That's what's making me think like, "Mm, I'm not buying it. Because like, if somebody is just like, I had no idea. I literally had no idea. I'm not even going to like, I don't know. I don't know how this happened. And I had no, like, she can't, it's like to Sen's point, she's like, you can't, say I'm the smartest person and also pretend you're ignorant because like she's now turning she always was like I'm in control of that house and I got this like she's just switching the story now in a way that's just like okay granted you might have tried to portray yourself in a certain way for the cameras as like this bad bitch 
I run shit, I'm this and that. But now you can't turn around and be like, I was like, oh, he did this and this and that because the the timing, of course, doesn't seem right. And I and I just like it's hard to believe somebody who who's her entire thing is like you have to just not question anything. You're not allowed to question me. And and even just like little little lies, like for example, when she when they're like, did you know the LA Times story was coming out? I had no idea. They don't tell me. I'm a journalist. I could tell you for a fact that nothing is going to print right away without her rep, without people on her team being made, uh, being asked for comment. You have to ask for comment before something goes out to print. They might not get back to you, but you print. We reached out for comment. They did not get back to us before press time. You And you might update it online. Um, she To say, like, I had no idea... If she did know, it doesn't make a difference. We're like, yeah, like my rep told me that this is coming out and I was bracing myself because I know it's bad. That doesn't implicate you in any way. That just says like, yeah, I'm aware. Like, but whenever she's just like, I don't know, I didn't know this. I had no idea this was going to happen. I know you're fucking lying. I know you're fucking lying with that because I work in this industry and I know we have to ask. So it's like, we have to ask for comment. We have to make you aware of what story's coming out the general like, hey, we have this piece coming out and it's going to cover X, Y, Z topics. Do you have any comments? They didn't have a, and I, I believe the piece said like her rep said no comment. So, but they were made aware of it. So that's the thing. It's like when you have enough of these where it's like you're, you're not quite telling the truth in moments where it actually wouldn't affect you negatively. Like it doesn't, it doesn't bode well for all the other things you're saying. And and the Me Too thing was interesting because, like, to me, I watched it and I was like, you are really doing a lot to try to dismiss Sutton's legit questions by saying she's a nobody. First of all, who was Erica Jane before this show? Erica Girardi before the show? She was, have you seen the music video that was, like, her little music video that was going around and it was, like, from whatever, 10, whatever years ago? Yeah. The most a, low she's, a, she's totally different. Yeah, it's so low budget. It's low budget. I'm so like, girl, you're telling me you were uh, the top bitch, this and that, with that little music video, that, like, thing? Come on now. And, like, and, and like oh, I, I well, I had never heard of her. So what does it matter? Whether you heard of her or not, you're both in this position that you're in now. And she's asking you the question and you just don't like that. She's asking you questions. So you're trying to dismiss and, and uh, you know, dismiss her and also make her seem like she's not an important to, person to be asking you questions. Um, I'm blanking on the word right now, but like it's, that's like the, that to me felt like the intent of that. The intent was to be like, she doesn't even matter. So why is she even asking me anything? Well, bitch, you're both on the same show and she also she's like your quote-unquote friend on this show but also if she's there as your fellow cast member and she's asking questions like to it's like such a it's such a funny thing to try to like use that as like a as like some sort of little chip in your arsenal you know oh she doesn't matter nobody's ever heard of her at my country club shit yeah I think shame was the friend of on this episode, and I just found it sort of laughable that people were trying to shame Sutton, who 
was genuinely just asking questions as a reaction to the reality of what was going on and to try to shame her for asking a question let alone using her voice is genuinely laughable and it has nothing I get a conversation around like is she quirky like does she say things in a weird way like yeah but that is deeply unrelated to the problem here and the problem isn't Sutton the problem is what happened with Erica and Tom and the longer we pretend that the issue is Sutton like the shit that Kyle did at that dinner that I thought was outrageous the longer we pretend that that is the conversation here I get that they're filming a tv show but I really truly hope that Sutton and Garcelle are watching these episodes and doing their very level best to laugh their asses off because it is a joke it is actually a joke to say that the problem here is Sutton who by the way the reason that these women showed up at that meeting wasn't just because it was being filmed for reality tv it's because everybody there had a question and the only people who were giving grace to me at that dinner were actually Sutton and Garcelle Sutton who attempted to give clarity got shut down didn't want to talk about it again until it was brought up and referenced and referenced over and over by Rinna and Kyle and Garcelle who tried in the moment to calm Erica and switch topics or make her feel a little bit more secure while all of her other friends were feeding the beast. Right. And, and here's the thing, like Dorit finally started kind of saying something cause she was coming in hot in that, in the, you know, girls chat or whatever that they had mm-hmm. before. And it's like, I get it. I get that saying something in a safe space amongst your girls, you might be a little bit more fiery, a little spicier with your takes and that. And then when it comes down to actually having the conversation, people people tend to like be a little more polite, maybe even cower a little this and that. Not everyone is a Kenya more, is what I'm mm-hmm. you know, and like but bless, like regardless, that's why I kept seeing that tweet where it was like if it was Kenya Moore, she would bring like one of the survivors to the dinner. And it was with like the drumline. Yeah. With a drumline. And it's just like, you know what? This is why we, this is why as much as I sometimes hate Kenya, I never want her off. I never want her off my TV because she does what needs to be done. And here's this every, I think they get there. They are, they are nervous around Erica because like Erica is very good at like talking her shit and being very this and that. And not everyone can match her because guaranteed if it was like, some somebody else in front of her that has that can match that level and do it better than she can and articulate it better than she can she she would be she would have her fucking work cut out for her can you imagine her trying that with uh with an ebony or with a kenya or with like anyone bethany yeah bethany can you imagine with bethany like there's no fucking way there's no way bethany would drag her Yeah, I just think it's Erica's behavior and then people being like, but we need to feel bad for her. Listen, we can, I've talked about that. I mean, like, was Erica a victim of Tom's uh, crimes? You could make, you can make an argument there that she was misled as he was. You could make many different kinds of arguments, but she is yelling at people trying to shame them into trusting her and it's like cool number one where is her trust to her friends why isn't she trusting that um they are smart intelligent women smart and intelligent wow look at that that they are intelligent (laughs) women (laughs) 
<laughs> two different things. Not really. Yeah. But they are intelligent women who are capable of understanding the truth if the truth is is accurate yeah. uh, according to Erica's argument. Like that's actually insane to me that she is trying to shame people into staying quiet because everyone should empathize with her like why aren't you empathizing with your friends like where's that conversation well the thing is like it doesn't benefit her for them to act like she doesn't want friends she wants people that are blind she wants loyalists Mm -hmm. Like she, I'm sure she would make an incredible cult leader, a very, you know, whatever it is. I mean, you could argue that she has. Yeah. Right. And it's like, I, like, I don't expect my friends to kiss my ass and to believe anything I say. And to, I expect my friends to trust me, but like, if, if they disagree with me, like, then that's a conversation and it's allowed because that's what relationships are you you navigate those things she doesn't want friends she wants blind followers she it doesn't benefit her that anybody asks questions because she is working very hard on this story tom was actually a cheater tom actually treated me like shit tom would look at like i would was alone this tragic gray lady floating in this huge mansion all by myself with nobody and I have the money, but no, I wasn't on an allowance, but I don't know where any of the money came from. And, oh, he had an accident exactly three years ago. He started acting weird. Like all these things, it's just like the story is very suddenly changing. If you go literally at, in Lake Tahoe, that's why Tom and I, that's why Tom is so great. And he just accepts, accepts me who he, as I am and blah, blah, blah four days later this is the worst person in the world this person just like treats you like shit and cheats on you and this and that like okay then you could be like I lied I was lying before because I was ashamed I was ashamed that I the life that I created and I was betraying wasn't real and I was embarrassed and that's why I'm finally coming clean but the timing is too fishy she doesn't come she doesn't ever approach it in a way that feels genuine to me. It feels too calculated and the timing feels too, too con- convenient, you know? Um, I know that she might not have access to $40,000 a month worth of glam, but it is fascinating to me that the three scenes so far this season where she has cried involve like a Rena style fucking mascara (laughs) tear running down her face for a woman who knows an awful lot about glam I find that fascinating and I'm not saying that she's not in pain and not upset and not in fear but I am saying it is to me highly suspicious that we are seeing her rage against Sutton but in no way do the same against Tom and there was a moment where I think it was Dorit was like um it's so you know when we feel terrible about the victims and and orphans and plane crash victims and Erica's like you don't think you know how do you think I feel worse and it's I think to myself like she's not wrong I'm sure she feels worse than anybody else in that room she's obviously this is about her I mean like it's about Tom but it's like why does she feel worse but why does she feel worse? Why I'm not worse? seeing the connection to anger at Tom. Sutton did not do this to you. 
Tom did and the people who were harmed were really greatly harmed in the words of Garcelle Erica will be fine at some point in time she's going to be okay and she has the ability to make funds and like make a living for herself and support herself in her new lifestyle and her new life these people do not they were already greatly harmed and Tom took away their idea of getting hope justice salvation whatever you want to say he really harmed people and I don't see Erica mad at him I don't see her express rage I don't this is a man who lied to her over the course of 20 years when it comes to the actual theft of money like I truly don't care who Tom fucked let alone if it was Erica when it comes to the actual theft of tens of millions potentially over a hundred million dollars I am not seeing connecting of the dots that I think is appropriate and I don't think it has to do with her legal defense I do not see her angry at Tom I see her pissed AF at Sutton yeah pissed at the people asking her questions which they as her friends or people in her direct like world in her life are you know like they're entitled to ask questions. This is somebody that they, if they're out here, like that's my friend. I want to know that the friend I'm defending, I'm not out here looking stupid or crazy. Right. B when she's like, how do you think I feel? Like you think I, well, you think you feel bad. I feel worse. But the thing is like, to me, it didn't read like, I feel worse. Like for these people, it read like, it didn't read that way to me. It's like, I'm dealing with it. I I'm having a harder time affecting me. Can you imagine the difference if she was on this and she was like, I can't answer every question because we, I can't answer everything right now, but I can answer what I can't answer. But here's what I do know is that this is happening. It is really fucking wrong. I'm doing everything I can to ensure that these people get what they are owed. Whether it's like, if I have to provide whatever, like information, whatever it is, I know I will give it because I think it's wrong that this happened to these people. And again, like we, the way that she's acting is like, like, bitch, you're living in a fucking beautiful, whatever house. You're, oh, it's so tragic that you have to clean your own house. Oh God, God, like this, the fall from grace is that you live in like, instead of a, that whatever. 20 million dollar home now you live in a two million dollar home oh no you have to wipe your own like stainless steel refrigerator what a tragedy man you are like man life is so hard for you like the way that's painted is like I'm just picking up the pieces and I'm out here and I'm doing and I'm gonna build my little life for myself like okay gone with the wind come on this is not your Tara this is not like you are doing too much the fact is like, she could be like, I'm lucky that I have this. This is already more than most people have. And this is certainly her little, little house that she has now that she's like talked about, like if it's some little shack, it is far more than most of those, than, than any of those victims, especially on the plane crash have. It's far more than they have and that they may never even get to see even with the money because we don't even know if they'll be able to get the money at this point. Yeah, I mean, Sutton didn't betray her. Lisa Rinna, if we're going to talk about a comment that was really, to me, repulsive, in my opinion, Lisa Rinna comparing Denise's potentially having an affair with the story of a convicted rapist is where I think a lot of frustration and anger should be when we talk about poor examples. And 
for all of these mm-hmm. women to be dead ass silent, I get that you don't want to be taken down by by uh, Erica as she's attempting to like drive Sutton into the fucking ground. But it is to me incredibly disingenuous that nobody sticks up for her when Erica is screaming at her, telling her to shut the fuck up. I think that is wildly, for lack of a better term, this is like actually too much, but it's like inhumane to me to watch a woman be that calculating and that seemingly emotionally manipulative. And regardless of whether or not it's from a place of manipulation, it is cruel and unnecessary. And I'm sorry, but being in pain does not give you the right to inflict that pain onto someone else. And if Erica's in a lot of pain, I would challenge her to try to figure out who is responsible for it because the person who's responsible for it isn't Sutton Strack. Yeah. Okay. And it's not people reading things that were heavily researched and investigated whose facts no one seems to be contesting except of er- except for Erica screaming at these women for having eyes. She right. is pissed that people are reading publicly available information that is informing them of the severity of the crimes. She doesn't want people telling her that a crime was committed. They are not allowed to talk about that. She does not want any kind of conversation. She wants a room full of silence. The problem, though, is that the crimes were so fucking bad that the Los Angeles Times Times did a nine bajillion hour long investigation. That's how bad they were. The fact that there are this number of heavily researched articles tells you that this was really fucking bad. And for people to read it and talk about it is not a crime. The crime is the shit that Tom did. And until I see her actually address that, she is, I am like done, which means I'm totally going to have empathy for her, like stale. Yeah, I'm like, getting, but like I'm pissed. I'm the pissed. thing is, like, I'm not without compassion for anybody, and that includes Erica. And I think, like, yeah. I do think, like, hey, if she really had no idea and this happened, and now she's gonna be ha- like, is gonna have to pay twenty five million dollars or whatever the amount of money is that she may not have, and that she, like, this this thing that was so beyond, and she had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fucked up. But the thing is, we also know that her company was receiving what? What was it? Twenty million dollars. Twenty million dollars. Was like you're telling that me she you signed. that she signed. There's all this paperwork that shows that she was been getting this money. This money was coming from Tom's firm, and coming to her her company that was then paying for her backup dancers and her makeup artists and her uh, like her shoes, her clothes, all this stuff. All of that was coming from somewhere and she knew it was coming from Tom. And like, you're telling me you can't read where it's saying it's like what firm it's coming from Girardi and Keith or whatever. Like, you know, like, you know, some, you may not realize she may not have realized what it meant, but she knows she accepted the money. Yeah. That's like, like, and, instead of just being like I had no idea that that's where that money was coming from if she was like I thought my husband was giving me money and I was like great my husband gave me money I had no idea where it was coming from but that's not what she's saying even she's like I don't know anything I have no idea and there's a pile of cash buried somewhere and the only person who knows is Tom Mm mm-hmm Oh, Tom, that Tom only Tom. This and that. It's like, oh, and he cheated on him. And oh, he was like, his brain like was all messed up. And he was like going through this and he was making no sense. And he was acting this and that. And it's just like, it's just all a little too. It's not saying, like, I think something said this too. It's like, it's not that it's impossible. 
it just doesn't make sense with everything we know. It makes no sense. I think this is the craziest, wildest version of thinking that marriage is a trust exercise. And it turns out she trusted the wrong person. And nobody is to blame for that in terms of like, you know, sometimes you marry someone and it turns out they are a very different person than the per or you're with someone or you work with someone or whatever it is. And it turns out they're maybe not that good. And you Mm -hmm. might not know until you go through it. But now, you know, now you have the benefit of knowing at this point, it was tens of millions of dollars. Now we're thinking it's like 101. You have the benefit of knowing that he stole all of this. You are being information is being communicated to you that should make very apparent and very clear that this was a bad guy and him having a brain injury or being very injured in a car accident is unrelated to the crimes that took place aside from maybe a few bonus ones in the last couple of years maybe he mishandled those yeah but Tom B. Kreiman for a while and far beyond three years Far beyond beyond years, far beyond a decade. And we haven't gotten an answer to that. We haven't gotten an answer to the question of why are you telling us specific stories that lend a narrative that he is frail? It does not benefit anyone but Tom and possibly tangentially Erica through the vessel of Tom. The only person who benefits from those stories being told on camera different stories than what you told us a couple years ago which also ps was done in to benefit tom is tom Mm -hmm. like hello and in telling those stories it's impossible not to think like tom's the only one benefiting but if you're doing all this work to make sure he this this specific narrative is out there then you have to be benefiting too you have to be benefiting in some way too that's that to me feels very like, like if I, if I knew if for instance, my dad had done some mega horrible crime Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I found out and I was like, shit, well, I don't want my dad to go to jail or whatever this and that you either shut the fuck up or what do you do? You shut the fuck up or you maybe try to do whatever thing or you like this that's I'm not involved in this sorry dad you're not my dad anymore whatever it is right but to like go so far as to like these like this exact timeline and this happened and this happened and like to try to like she's trying to like connect dots by like throwing little neck like you know she's doing like a little like leaving the M&M trail so people could pick up things but people are smarter than that like people are smart people are not stupid where you're what you're saying this on TV again if you're doing this much to make Tom look like like there's a reason why this could have happened that maybe is not super his fault then it's to serve Tom and I have to assume it's to serve you and that's why when Garcelle was also like if Tom did this then Mm -hmm. fuck Tom if that's the case then fuck him and she couldn't even be like yeah absolutely fuck him she couldn't even do that but she could look at son and say fuck you shut the fuck up and what are you gonna do about it that's right blah blah blah. like you can look at son and do that but you can't say that to this person who could potentially put you have put you in prison maybe you don't know erica could possibly do time depending on what more evidence comes up you know 
I mean, I did love the end when she was like, do you know something about my life? Because A, yeah, she probably does. She read about it in the Los Angeles Times and it's yeah. not very good. But the idea of like, do you know something? I'd love to hear it. I, I don't think that that is true based on your behavior earlier in this dinner. I don't actually believe that you want to know. I might want to know if somebody like knew something at this point. Right. I'd be like, yeah, tell me so I can be better prepared. Right. I it's mean, and this goes mess. back to like obviously to a much smaller scale. But what happened with like Joe and Teresa, right? Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. Teresa will still to this day, I had no idea. I had, And you could kind of maybe buy it with Teresa more because like. Oh, not I 100% the, buy it with Teresa. Not the sharpest. 100%, 100%. She was just like, what do I sign? Whatever. Like, I, I don't think yeah. Teresa was like the mastermind there. Right. But I do think she probably was aware that some of that money was shading. She was like, but she was trying to live up to the standard too. She might not have known whatever, but regardless, she still had to go to prison. She still lost how, like a year of her life and like her mother and her a year with her daughters and everything. She still had to go to prison because even if she supposedly didn't know, like there was enough proof there that showed that she benefited and knew enough. She knew enough and that she benefited enough to deserve prison time. I don't see how Erica is going to be any different. Like even, and even then Teresa to this day is like, like even the narrative is like, Teresa was a victim. Joe put her, like Joe fucked her over. And that's why she had to go to jail. Like, like Joe Gorga will even say like, he did this to you. Like everyone's decided she was the victim, but like, she kind of had to have known something, even if it was by accident or not, didn't realize how bad it was. Um, I totally don't think, honestly, that she knew a single thing. I think that he, it was like old school. He was sliding paper. She wasn't thinking. She wasn't knowing. He says, I work in construction. Yeah. He's fucking somebody in that office. Like, she's not, she was not interested in understanding. And I don't know that she even would have had the capacity at that point, although she definitely does now. With Erica, it's like, I don't even, you know, Kyle said on Twitter in response to somebody's uh, tweet to her like you know I don't know Erica to be a liar she hasn't lied to me before in the conversation about that scene I guess with Sutton and it's like babe you you didn't know before but now you do like you cannot argue that she hasn't misrepresented truths you could argue on her behalf that she was doing it for a reason to protect her husband or she was in a really toxic marriage or whatever it is but she did technically lie I don't think that's the worst part here I don't think the worst part is like whether she misrepresented the reality of what's going on I think the problem is that millions of dollars were stolen so like Mm -hmm. whether or not she lied I get that it's all connected I don't mean to be so dismissive of it but I don't know that that's a compliment to be like I haven't known her to be a liar well babe like maybe do better because (laughs) we're finding out some shit now I wouldn't be proud of that I wouldn't be like yeah that's great and even and it's just like yeah like she she's definitely benefited from all that money that was stolen. Even if it's like she, she benefited because her husband made that money. That money was like paid for their house, paid for all whatever other things that money was theirs. It wasn't theirs, but it was theirs. You know what I mean? (laughs) And and, yeah, yeah. it's just like, yeah. And like, here's the thing too, is like, I find it also hard to believe like she, like Erica is now, now is like I'm the Beverly Hills wife and look at my life this whole thing like this act Mm. the the acting she's doing on this is very like Mm -hmm. that also I'm just like I it doesn't feel 
it it feels very put on to me. It feels very rehearsed. Look at me. Look at my life. Like this whole thing, it's like, that's a lot. And at the end of it, it's like you, like to your point, she benefited and she, and like, even just to say like, this is what I'm hearing. I don't know all the legalities or anything yet, but it destroys me to know that Mm. if I, the lifestyle I was living was at the, was at the, you know, was uh, attainable because of, of a bunch of people that were a bunch of victims like this was attainable because of this horrid crime I feel horrible I am right but she doesn't say that she doesn't really Mm -hmm. say that and this is like a woman that was like she has like Ali like to me like Erica always kind of portrayed herself as this like I was a survivor I was a hustler I came from small town Georgia I was in New York and I was at I worked at the club there and then I came here and I was that chase like she has this very like I hustled I like I did what I had to do to get ahead and I built this for myself however she built it is was whatever but like to then be like it doesn't make sense to me that somebody has that background and then to suddenly be like okay honey like whatever you say can I have some money so I could go this and can I do this like and oh like it doesn't that doesn't super like jive with me in terms of like uh like the the personality but again i'm i've never walked in her shoes i don't know i don't know she could have it could be all possible but it's also just doesn't feel likely it doesn't feel super likely but i mean she was trying to hold on to that money for as long as she could that's for sure she she, she looked great in those diamonds that diamond necklace looks stunning on her gorge i mean gorge. wear it while you have it you know, I don't know that I don't know when it comes to any kind of like what's going to happen to her. She hasn't been charged with any crimes. It's entirely possible that she won't. It's entirely possible that that is the right decision in the eyes of the law. And then the reality of what we more information that will be found out It is entirely possible that she'll be held civilly responsible. It isn't, you know, uh, innocent until proven guilty does not apply to civil court. And so. You know, that's something for people to keep in mind as well. I know Teddy, Teddy Joe Carrot Mellencamp went on some fucking pod this week, which I'm sure is a great pod. I don't like begrudge the pod, but went on a pod this week. I just skimmed a thing about this because she's enraging to me and said something along the lines of like, uh, Erica is a really good friend. How dare Sutton ask questions? We should just support this woman in pain. And it's like, cool. Like you have fun with that. We've already heard you pop in and cameo on an episode where you sort of ruined conversation because you said we have nothing to do but believe her until we know differently and it's like babe how do you think people know differently by asking questions if she I get that she feels under attack she has every right to feel under attack but that does not give her the right to scare people into silence like her behavior at that dinner was ludicrous to me and incredibly performative and I say that as someone who absolutely believes that she's in a lot of pain I cannot imagine the level of betrayal and frustration and fear that she is in right now about what she's going to be experiencing for a long period of her life to come however there are also several questions here that remain unanswered and it is ludicrous to me that we are all supposed to behave in some sort of environment where even discussing what happened happening is a 
crime against friendship to Erica Girardi Jane. Yeah. And yeah, and it's like, okay, but flip it on the other side. Wouldn't you say that like Erica's a bad friend by like like that's that's not humiliating people by making us all look stupid and crazy and by lying to us, making us think that she was like 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 a person that she may not be if if they realize like she was doing all this that she was somehow very actively involved or somehow whatever she knew what was going on and benefit and all those things like ha- imagine how you would feel you're like I asked you I asked you because I want to believe when people ask questions it's because they want to believe you people ask because they want to know and they want to believe you that people that are your friends and it's when those things don't add up that they start really real. That's like that line of questioning changes in tone because we could see that as like at the beginning when at first they were just like, are you okay? What happened? What's going on? There was real genuine concern. It wasn't until things weren't adding up that the question, that the tone of the questions changed. They were there for her. They felt awful for her. Sutton did all this stuff for her divorce, like took her out, did all this stuff, was really mm-hmm. trying to lend herself there as like a friend to her. And it's not until you start feeling like I'm being lied to. This person who I think is my friend is out here trying to make me look like an idiot by trying to convince me that I'm the wrong one by asking questions. You know, it's like that is a fair argument too. Like, that is an extremely fair argument. If someone's going to be mad at me for being like, hey, what's going on? Like, what happened? I want to know so I could support you, so I can know what to do. But then also, like, if those answers don't line up or something feels off, then, like, now I need to know because, like, who the fuck are you? I'm not, I'm not, I don't want a person like you in my life. I don't want, I don't want to be associated with a, with a person that does something like this. You know? And, and that's the thing where, she's it doesn't benefit her to have logic or sense in this that's like like when garcelle was like can't you understand why people would want to know mm-hmm. can't you understand why people would want would be concerned for themselves like don't you get like don't you get it and she's like no no but i'm sure if it was the other way around she'd be very she would understand she would get it it's just i don't buy it i just don't buy it and I had today, I like met with my friend Danny today and she was like, she almost, she kind of has me believing her. And I was like, what? And we were like going back and forth and she's just like, oh, okay. And it's that thing because like, she just, she's very good at what she's, she's very good at kind of playing this role that she's playing. And like, I, I would be more, um, I think early in, I, I thought that I was like, oh, this sucks. Like that's, shitty and like I and um it seems off but who but maybe she's maybe there's some truth here maybe there's something but then just little by little it it does it just gets harder to believe I mean I got a satchel of gold satchel of gold guys are um named in honor of her holiness Kelly Kalorn Ben Simone from the infamous scary the (laughs) iconic historic scary island trip um from Housewives of New York season three and so satchels of gold are listener thoughts and feels questions and concerns you can dm them to me and they can get featured on future Andy's girls episode and I've been doing a lot of satchels of gold on patreon episodes and I got a satchel of gold from a psychologist 
who had a lot to say about Erica. And unfortunately, I don't think we have time to to dive into it on this episode. So I'm probably going to unpack on the next Patreon app. Um, but there is a significant reaction that one could say, a clinical one, of looking at the ways that Erica is seemingly been being incredibly emotionally manipulative mm-hmm. on the show. And to me, it almost feels like, this is just me now talking, but you could make the argument of like, does she know what she's even doing? Right. Like she might not be aware. I know that sounds insane, but I would be okay walking down that path and looking for some gray there. It's still though, like when it comes to like intent versus impact, it's still though is incredibly important to look at the impact of what she's doing. She is trying to shame and bully people into silence. She tells Mm -hmm. them, you are harming me if you talk about this national case that everyone is talking about. You are harming me. That's the words, the terms that she's using. I just, you have to look at what she's actually doing. And then just sort of circling back to how we started the episode, when it comes to being objective, there's no way to be objective about the conversation around Erica Jane. Everyone is going to have a perspective. Right. You might have a personal relationship with her. You might have a imaginary best friendship with her, BCC, myself, and Shannon Bedore. You might have a, a relationship with her with the person that you have loved for many years and an unwillingness, understandably so, to not want to let that go or to deep dive. But this is the kind of conversation that people will have. Like you and I disagreed about this stuff on this app. And I think that's really important is like the idea that objectivity is not the message. It's uh, sure we want to be fair. But when I think about even being fair, I think about it in the context of the conversation itself. Am I being fair by like communicating how I feel, reacting to things on screen and knowing that there is a gray area where I may and may not be wrong. Like Mm -hmm. that to me is the kind of conversation, the only kind that we can have, the worst kind for Erica, the kind that she does not want anyone to uh, discuss or have or, you know, respond to, which is the idea of like, I have an opinion about this and here's why. Doesn't mean I'm right. But it does mean I have thoughts and feels and God forbid Sutton does too. Right. And that's the, that's the big thing here that if she like, if she took the question, if she wasn't so emotionally manipulative, if she didn't, didn't turn this around as like, you're harassing me, you won't leave me alone. You, you are all harming me. It, like, that's why it's just like, that's when it starts feeling like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because then it's like suddenly people are, they're not defending the victims. They're not defending even Erica. They're defending themselves at at some points where they're like, all I'm doing is asking you questions because I am your friend. I've known you for a long time, but this is serious. This is serious. And so it's like, it, it just doesn't read, like it's not doing what she's hoping she, it's doing. Because, like, trying to, like, scare all your friends into silence, into, like, blind loyalty doesn't actually read well. So it's, like, like on a PR whatever level, like, it's just, like, like, this is so the wrong way to go about this that it's, like, wild to me. And it doesn't make her look good. I think, if anything, it almost further implicates her in something that she actually may not have anything to do with. Very possibly 
may have not had any awareness, but when she behaves like this, it's like, you're not allowed to ask me questions and you can't do this and this and that, and you're doing this to me, then it's like, whoa, it's, it really is like next level. Oof, I'm telling you, this season has been mm. nuts and incredibly fascinating. And like, I'm like every week, I'm just like glued to the TV. And I got to say, like, there's sometimes where I'm just like have my moments of like, eh, whatever, but fucking Zatin's track is really holding it down for the viewers. <laughs> she is holding it down for us because she's asking all the things and saying all the things that we're all thinking. Um, and her confessionals. Oh, the like, red when she triples down. Oh my God, the fucking liar and blah, blah, blah. And when some person, I am screaming, I'm on the edge of my seat screaming. And this is also one of those things of like, yeah, can she be awkward in social surroundings? Yeah. Has she said stuff that she regrets and or we regret on her behalf? A hundred percent. Has she overreacted to stuff? Yeah. But we're all flawed and problematic human people. And that does not take away from the fact that she is fucking killing it right now. It doesn't mean that she's the queen for life. She's our deity. Anytime you think of a housewife as a your own personal God, you're, you know, setting yourself up for failure. These are people yeah. who are flawed it's why they're on reality tv it's why we love to watch them and discuss yeah it her being like awkward does not take away from the fact that without sutton's perspective not only would the season be entirely fucked but people would not feel heard and i feel like she's doing a bang up job of representing the side that Erica, certainly Rinna, and maybe some of those other people don't want heard. And she's saying it anyway. And she deserves a fucking shit ton of credit for that. And I would co-sign Garcelle right along with her. They both have different um, ways of reacting to things. Uh, I think Garcelle is incredibly naturally caring, warm, and empathetic. And we've seen how that has not necessarily worked out to Mm -hmm. her benefit when it comes to sitting next to Erica Jane. But I just have to say, like, bang up job to both of these women who Mm -hmm. deserve real credit because I cannot imagine let alone watching it, I had so much discomfort because it was like so awkward, but also phenomenal prestige, excellent TV. Yeah. To go through that IRL, my God. Brutal. I know. And like in the beginning of the the season, I was just like obviously very like this, the Mm -hmm. stuff with Crystal and her very Mm -hmm. ignorant comments and stuff. And I was like, I don't know. And then her, like the way she would behave, I was just like, I don't know if this person is built for this. This is a life that she Mm -hmm. might not be built for. But as the seasons progressed and the stuff with Erica has happened, I, I've been like, it doesn't take away from the stuff from the beginning of the season with Crystal. Of course, of course not. But I, I have been like, think you're absolutely right in that if she wasn't there and Gar- or Garcelle or like if the questions weren't being asked and if she wasn't in that confessional saying like, do I think he might have told her the gigs up? Do I think like she had to wear? Do I? Yes, I do. Like. If she wasn't there doing that, I would be like screaming at the t- at the TV at like all these like, oh, okay, Erica, we're here for you, Erica, like blah blah blah, whatever, <laughs> whatever stuff. Yeah, like if they were doing that, and like even then, like Dorit is they the stuff that they say in private is not what they say to her face. Mm-hmm. Sutton is trying to be like, I'll say it to your face, but I'm also not going to be fed to the wolf. So and she's I'm also made, not going to be cruel. Yeah, and so she's, like, trying to have the conversation, but it's, like, it's clear, like, 
like I, I'll go hard, like, but it's also like, I've never been in a situation where I'm in front of cameras around a bunch of people that like uh, are down to like, let me throw myself on, like throw me under the bus. Whereas this woman is sitting next to me is literally like, fuck you, blah, blah, whatever. That's not an easy place to come in hard. You have to have like a net, like he's already an awkward person. You have to be next level to be able to like take, walk into a room like that and be like, I don't give a fuck, Erica Jane. And I do think you did this. And I do think you're lying. And what are you going to do about it? I said it. And I said it in front of the cameras. Now what? You know, like if she could meet her at her point, at her level, that would, it would change the dynamic, but it's still scary. That's still a scary thing. And even then she's holding it down. I'll give it to her. She's still holding it down better than the others. Sutton is refusing to get to Erica Jane's level and it's the best thing about her. And to know the ugly leather pants, whatever else, and some you know ways that she has reacted (laughs) to things things. that I'm like, I love those pants too. The ways that she has reacted to things where it's like, okay, you're not handling it well. I think how here's here's my counter to the argument of like Sutton's awkward IRL. Then how fucking much work must it take to be inside Sutton reacting to things in such a way that I think most of many of us would argue are spot on and better than how many Mm -hmm. of us would respond where we might actually respond in kind to Erica and then it becomes a matter of and then that's another kind of gaslighting where then it becomes a genuine back and forth shouting match knowing how awkward she must sometimes feel in social surroundings or that might be our own critique of her to be that person and also be able to handle yourself when someone is screaming in your face or lying to you or misrepresenting your intentions, your behavior, your instinct and everything else and understanding the complicated criminal, civil, whatever, ever, yada, yada surrounding this and being able to respond in the way that she did. I think it's so much more powerful because she can be that and I feel weird saying awkward but like because I feel like that's my own it's like no she's awkward she's a little awkward yeah yeah she's a little but she's a little she's a little as Garcelle said with a lot of love quirky Mm -hmm. and so to know that it's that person who's doing this at the level that she is and is able to maintain composure because this is when it matters it doesn't matter at Garcelle's birthday and ugly leather pants it actually really really matters here and I think that shows you the credit of like when someone shows you who they are believe them and the reality is like someone's going to show you eight different versions of themselves so look at the time when they are most under attack when they're dealing with stress that is a real reveal of who they are, how they treat people, how they think of themselves. And yeah. I think it's a real credit to her. Listen, I could talk to you about Beverly Hills all day. Yeah. We didn't talk about Potomac. We didn't talk about New York. Because... Which I could do all of those things like in another well, three hour. <laughs> I could well, thank God, because, day. you know, I need to have you back ASAP. I love talking to you. I love hearing your voice. I love reading your work on Vice and everywhere else. You're working some on some incredible projects, which people can see by following you on social. And you've been so generous in sharing your perspective of someone who's now and has been breaking into writer's rooms. And, you know, you've spent so much time on uh, the track of being a culture critic and to really um, show a different part of yourself and your interests and your passion, I think is incredible. And I highly encourage the people 
follow your work, read you, follow you on social. You did. I remember you did a, a couple days of like, ask me whatever you want. And I'm going to tell you about my experience and getting an agent and getting, you know, representation. And it's incredible. And not enough people do that. And especially to see a woman do it. It's I just have to say kudos to you. Um, can you tell the people a little bit about what you are writing about on uh, Vice and where to follow you online? Yes, I can. Well, first I'll say thank you because that was really sweet and I really appreciate it. And I'm trying to not be myself a, a quirky, awkward weirdo when someone compliments <laughs> me. So thank oh you. God, you met me? Are yeah. you kidding? <laughs> but also like um, when I found that when I was very lucky to um, be hired into a writer's room and hopefully we find out soon about whether our show will get is getting a full season pickup and, and whatnot and hopefully going to pilot. But um, when that happened, that was just something that like, I've worked like, I feel like my entire career towards mm -hmm. that. And it feels like something that's so that always felt so like impossible for me as somebody mm -hmm. from like, northern Mexico and southern California that grew up with like not rich or like parents like parents that weren't like rich that didn't have like any connections it just always felt, felt like such an impossibility that like along the way whether it's been um writing for my local paper writing for you know freelance do then writing for vice doing wherever I like I'm always like ask me questions I'm happy to answer mm -hmm. whenever I can um, and for this writer's room thing, I did that because I knew for me, it was like such a mystifying thing that when it happened, when the door opened, or I like to say it was like, there's this big party going on and I snuck in, I feel like I snuck in through the bathroom door, but that's why I'm in the back now opening the sliding door. So every motherfucker can get in. Right. Um, so I, yeah, I was, I had, I did that and I saved it on my IG, on my Instagram. So in my highlights, oh, great. In, highlights. in my highlights, I believe I'm, um, let me make sure if I got my let's name go, right. Let's both go yeah, to Instagram. Yeah, my Instagram is Tijuana Max M A X X, and it's in the highlights there. So it, um, I answered a, a bunch of questions from people about what it's like to get into a writer's room, writing pil a pilot, um, finding an agent and managers. Um, so that's all there. Um, in terms of stuff I'm working on right now, I'm kind of taking a little bit of a break, but. Um, I just wrote a huge, a really big profile on an amazing um, Latinx artist. Her name is Mon Laferte. She's, uh, she's incredible. If you, I beg you to read it because her story is so amazing. And she, her music is so beautiful. And she's on tour this, this fall. But she's, um, yeah, read the please by, I, I, in the words of Kyle Richards, it's a very long story. <laughs> it's, it's like 3,000 words but I promise you it's a, such an incredible story that she it's not even like oh I wrote such an amazing story her story of like her life is so incredible and I highly recommend you read it where can people read it they can read that uh, at vice.com um, if you find my author page I link out my author page on my Instagram and uh, I believe also on Twitter so you can just find me on Twitter at by Alex Zaragoza on Instagram uh, at Tijuana Max, um, and that'll link you out straight to my to my um, author page there. Um, and I'm going to include a link to that article, guys, in the show notes for this episode, so you can click on that link very easily yeah, and please. read this piece. That yeah, and for the Housewives heads, I I did profile Ebony K Williams. Uh, I did a piece with her, and she 
not profiled, sorry, but it was just a, and it was an interview. And um, she was so great and had such great insights and she really kind of discussed this whole sort of idea of being called preachy and boring and all these things. Mm. She really got into it and was very forthcoming and very, very generous with me in terms of like, like she's very much an open book and she's so dope. So um, please read that. That's the same link every there. Um, But yeah, as for right now, I'm just kind of taking a little bit of a breather while still being at Vice. We've had some layoffs recently, which were really horrible. And I, as a union rep, I'm fighting for my colleagues at the moment. Mm. Um, and, uh, but I, I've, I'll be having some stuff in the works. Um, I, there's a few things that I'll be, I'll be working on. So that'll be all this. More to come. And you guys follow Alex on social. I'm going to include uh, a link to the um, piece mentioned, which I am going to read along with all of us, uh, all the folks at home. Guys, if you're not joining the AG Patreon, what you doing? Um, I just put up an hour long Patreon bonus episode unpacking the New York finale, which I watched live and then recorded a big old Patreon unpacking along with a bunch of your satchels of gold. And I referenced one during this episode that I want to get into in depth. So I am likely going to do that on Patreon. And while you're online, follow me on Instagram at Dame Galley. Bunch of shit coming down the pike that way. And uh, you're going to want to follow me on social for that. So patreon.com slash Girls, Instagram at Dame Galley. Alex Zaragoza, thank you for this 700 episode, 700 hour episode on <laughs> all things Erica Jane. No, and I really felt so, I was very zesty during it. I felt very hot and bothered. I yeah, feel like you were spicy. the perfect. I did get a little, um, I got a little hot i got a little i was a little <laughs> during that so I this is becoming a whole other people's podcast thoughts, now. right <laughs> getting, oh getting, yeah, getting a lot um, yeah right uh listen uh no one i'd rather talk shit about erica with than you i guess that's what we, we did but no day. we talked about a lot we talked you know nuance is where it's at it's 2021 let's literally thrive. i could talk about all i could talk about uh, i always have thoughts so thank you for having <laughs> me and for welcoming me again and and yeah this is always a pleasure always fun thank to talk you. shit <laughs> and guys hope you're all staying safe staying sane getting vaccinated if you can Sending all my love to anyone who is affected by uh, the hurricane uh, that we had in the tri-state area, as well as um, everything that's going on in Louisiana and, my God, Texas. Um, hang in there. Any uh, lady AGs in the state of Texas right now, we are sending you love. And, guys, we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.